welcome to Magic and Monorail's podcast by me, Melissa and the Magic, where we focus on doing Disney differently and sharing parks experiences throughout the Orlando area. Thank you so much for joining my community, and if you don't already follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, please head to those channels at Melissa and the Magic. Each episode will have a feature on those platforms, and they'll all offer something different. I usually do a lot of my giveaways on Instagram, and most of my silly moments are shared on TikTok. YouTube will be a really great place for you to see my face and interact and watch those long video episodes of my podcasts. Feel free to email me or DM with any content requests as well. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Magic and Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining me on this magical Monday. And I have a ton of information jam-packed into this episode all about Run Disney, whether it's registration, training, food, clothing, race etiquette, you name it, I'm going to cover it today. And of course, as always, these are just my personal opinions, my experiences, things that I've observed that work best or worst for me, myself, and I, and honestly, a lot of other people that I talk to, but full ownership of all of these things, this is circumstantial. So if you're not like me, maybe don't take advice from me. Somebody just told me a couple of days ago on TikTok when we were kind of going back and forth giving each other advice, never take advice or input from somebody that you don't want to live their life or you can't see yourself living their life or you don't have enough similarities. That doesn't mean that what other people have to say isn't valuable or giving great input. It's just like... (laughs) I'm going off on a tangent here, but I posted a TikTok about my opinion. I didn't even ask other people's opinions, but it's the internet, so people assume that because you're sharing yours, you want to hear theirs. While I totally love and respect that, there's definitely a place and a um, approach to do that and etiquette that I expect. Um, and TikTok, of course, just isn't the place of etiquette, I'm finding. So it just kind of got me thinking of like etiquette in life, etiquette when you're experiencing things, whether it's dining or stuff at Disney or run Disney races. And etiquette, I feel like, is something that, again, is circumstantial. It's based on your life experiences. It's based on your personal preferences. And some people think that just because they're spending their money that It doesn't matter because they spent the same as you and they're going to do what they want. And I'm here to tell you, first and foremost, I do not agree with that viewpoint. I think that there is definitely etiquette in every circumstance, everything that you participate in. And that's what I'm going to start off with today is run Disney etiquette and things that I think are very important to to focus on and to share about and to, to, I guess, educate people on. So let's get into it. If you can't tell, this is something that I am super passionate about. I have a degree in meeting and event management, and one of the requirements for my degree actually was an etiquette class, which was a whole semester long, and I genuinely really did enjoy it. And I just feel like if basic etiquette, simple etiquette is not assigned then that essentially can cause problems down the road based on how everyone else experiences the event that you're participating in. I am going to have Amia join me real quick uh, and just share a little bit about her experience, specifically with etiquette. (laughs) And it's interesting because you would think that as adults, we've got it all figured out, right, Amia? 
Right. And do we? No. No, we don't. But that's why we talk about things. And some adults don't have kids. Some people don't care about kids. They yeah. don't like kids. We totally get it. So, again, this is just something that we're hoping kind of spreads to the universe. <laughs> and we put out the energy of etiquette knowledge. And yes. I'm going to let you share about your Run Disney experience. And let's just, because we're just going hard right away. We're going hard right about etiquette. Yeah. In one word, how do the adults, or even one sentence, how, the, how do the adults that are running the races, now that you've done two, make you feel when you're participating in them? I think a sentence maybe is more fitting. Angry and really frustrated. Mm. Yep. And I totally can see it on your face. Can you give me two examples of reasons why you felt angry or frustrated running a Run Disney race? And so, you and let's for let's preface this too. Sorry, I love you. Uh, Amia has done many races, handfuls of 5Ks, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think her and I would both agree. Run Disney ones mm-hmm. bring out the best of the best, meaning people who just have never experienced a race and to no fault of their own, there really isn't resources. Yeah. And even Run Disney doesn't really share these things, which they absolutely should. Yeah. In like the hype up session where everyone's Mm -hmm. in the corrals. So I think Amia and I would both agree that out of all of the many races that we've done while Run Disney we're obsessed with and we love, the main thing that's lacking is etiquette from our peers. Mm -hmm. You'd agree, right? Yes. Okay. Very much. My question. I asked you two things, two instances. Where? So there was one time where uh, we were waiting Mm -hmm. for our turn to be called and um, we were like the next one. So before... Our group went, there was another one, and they just went. And people around me, like adults, were shoving me, pushing me. And one person, like, literally pushed me and had to catch me mm-hmm. because I was falling. And when I was we about were in to the, hit the corral? Ground. Yeah, I was about to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's okay, but it really wasn't okay with me because I felt like I was going to get really hurt. Yeah. I think a lot of people also aren't prepared for that. While, again, we've done many races and consistently the ones that run Disney I encounter this in, it's very bizarre to me. Yeah. People not only feeling the need to put their hands on other people. (laughs) I mean, I know it's tight quarters, but to actually physically push forward. Yeah. It's also because they're getting pushed forward too. It's like this chain effect, right? Yeah. Um... I also want to forewarn, well, yes, I understand, like, the excitement. Yes, I understand the want to get to that front of that corral. It's it, – most of the time, the people that are doing that aren't actually even hardcore runners. So the point of doing it actually really boggles my mind. I could understand it from the people, like, in the first and the second heat. But in the corrals we run in, for those people to be pushing and shoving. Yeah. For me, this is a leisurely luxury race. And that's what 80% of these people treat it as. Because, like, when I'm doing Run Disney, I feel like I can just run and, like, when I'm running, I kind of feel calm. It's a good training race. Yeah. So, like, when I'm running, I feel like I can basically run for a while. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I like to jog. I don't like to forcefully, like, run and push it. Mm-hmm. When so many people who don't love to run as much as me and my mom do, mm-hmm. they just try to get ahead to get a nice picture at the end. <laughs> so is that going to be your second thing that you're going to share about with the race etiquette? 
No, that was just something I shared. Oh, yes. That's something I actually will be talking about in a little bit. But what yeah. is another instance where you've encountered this, again, only at a run Disney race have we encountered some of these things. Um, can you give any other experiences? Yes. Oh, you can. All so right. I, I love run Disney. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be rude to it, but just saying these things, I hope people can hear them and listen. Mm-hmm. So there was one time I was like, I would say standing in the crowd again mm-hmm. before we were about to run. And people were just really mean to me. Okay. Like, they looked at me and then started shoving me. And I'm like, mm. you see me. Mm-hmm. Don't push me. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I, again, in one of Amia's triggers is people, like, you know, touching her. And obviously, we're in Disney a lot. And. Sometimes it can not bug her and sometimes it can. And she's very aware that she's putting herself in a situation where that's going to happen. But it's not necessary for people to do it is what you're saying. Yes. Words words and hellos and excuse me's go very far. Yes. And like I don't get triggered if it's like a light touch and they say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to touch you. Right. But like if it's like a forceful bump and they mean to do it and they don't say sorry – or they grab your arm or your shoulders, which has happened a lot of times. Yeah, and to, like, push me out of the way. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay with me. Absolutely. I will snap, and I will be like, you just Please touched me. Please get my... You, you just touched me. Yeah. I don't know you. You just touched me. Yeah, and I think the issue with a lot of adults, I see that, that do them do this a lot with Amia, and I've actually had to start using my voice a little bit more, and... My husband, I love him, but he says, I just always feel the need to educate people. But you know what? That's the platform I've been given. That's my personality, especially with a daughter with PTSD, and especially with how rude people can be and with how much we're at the parks. Like, I do it in a, a gentle way, but a firm way of like, hey, we would really appreciate if you would have just said excuse me instead of putting your hands on my daughter. Um, it happens once a week, I'd yeah. say. When we're so, at the parks, but at mm-hmm. the races, it's it's more because we're more congested. There was this um, very nice man I met at Disney. Um, my backpack was open, mm-hmm. and um, he reminded me that it was open. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And he said, I don't want to touch you because I have P- PTSD. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I just didn't want to touch you. Like, I don't know if you have it, too. So yeah, I actually, just didn't want to touch you. That was actually really interesting. Yeah, he was very nice to me. He was. And I said thank you like I meant it. Yeah. And that was I've when never, we were going through security, right? Yeah, I've never met someone like that before who's nice to me about it. Yeah. And just didn't want to touch me because... If someone touches me, even if they're telling me something, I still get a little spooked. Yeah. You, you could see my voice going changing because I'm talking about yep. something that really scares me. But I think that this is so important and I think that this episode is turning in a direction that is healing for both of us because it's a process that we're going to be going through the rest of our life, Amia, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, it's interesting because on this platform, I feel like you're able to share things and articulate things very differently than when we're just sitting down and talking about it. Yeah. So I'm hearing things in a different way, even though I have been there with you for most of it, and I saw that encounter, and I was so proud of you for thanking him and acknowledging that, and um, it is really interesting. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't feel the need to have human connection. Like, I don't mind if somebody lightly touches my shoulder to say, hey, miss, your backpack's open. 
But mm-hmm. there is a point where there's, to me, it's just unacceptable and inappropriate. Putting both of your hands over my child's shoulders to move them or not even use any of your words to say, excuse me, again, going back to the Run Disney stuff, we've experienced that more there than any place else. Yeah, so like at Disney, sometimes I just get really scared if I'm in a crowd, so I like try to avoid people. Mm-hmm. And I like, if they're walking at me, I walk around them. Okay. So I don't really encounter them. So let's, because I know I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, because we go to Disney a a lot. Ton. I'm trying not to curse here because I think I'm going to make this a family-friendly episode. Um, you know, as we've gotten to be blessed to live close to Disney, I've gotten to be blessed with more grace and compassion for what you're going through um, because... Because it happens a lot more. It Well, it happens a lot more because we go a lot more, but when we were flying down and you were having your anxiety and your triggered attacks, I couldn't get, wrap my head around why you couldn't just move past it because you knew we were going to Disney. You knew we were going to be around a lot of people. Um, and it was really frustrating for me to like one thing could set you off and ruin the entire day. So I guess my question is now is like, how are you working through that? I'll answer how I'm working through it, but I'm interested to see like, because I'm sure people are wondering, well, wow, if you have that tough of a time with one person touching you, there's a difference between being randomly bumped and being purposely physically moved and touched, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very big difference. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're accidentally bumped, they'll say, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. Yep. And then just keep walking. And if they purposely bump me, they won't say sorry. They won't. Sure. If they look me in the eye, it'll be like, it'll feel like this dark stare yeah and just makes me feel very uncomfortable so how do you prepare yourself knowing that there are a lot of people out there like that and knowing we're going into a crowd at disney how do you prepare yourself to get not only comfortable with the fact that that might happen but also comfortable with expressing like hey can you please not put your hands on me how i get through it is that i know if i Ruin the day by my little panic attacks, we'll have to go home. Mm. And I don't want to because I'm having a great time. Sure. So I just try to work through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just try to remind myself, like, you're strong. Mm-hmm. You don't let people get in your way if they're mean. or You are strong. And and you're kind. And if people say, hey, you did that to me, just stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Don't no. be nervous about saying anything. I think that that's something you've had to learn really quickly since we do go to the parks a lot, is standing up for yourself and just gently asking people to take their hands off of you or not push you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that adults sometimes act like children and it's it's hard for them to, like, be an adult at Disney. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I think Disney brings the child out of everyone. Yeah, I agree. So I think that in some chance, some places we do give them a little bit more grace because... Yeah, because if they're visiting, I understand you want to get to see things. Yep. If, like, this is your first time, you want to see everything before you leave. Yep. 
Yeah. Like, you have one park day, and then you're not going to do that park again. Like, I get it. You want to see some things, mm-hmm. like, for your kid or just for you. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like, there's some times where I want to see something, mm-hmm. and I just know sometimes I have to wait because um, mm. you guys want to see something else, and mm-hmm. I want to see another thing that you guys probably don't want to see. And now that we live here, it's much easier for me to be like, okay, Maybe next time I can see it. Communication and patience, I think, are the two words that could be applicable to your personal experiences as well as our Run Disney experiences and everyone else's too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really proud of you for sharing those things. I think what I'm working on too is also recognizing when you are having an off day and we just decide we stay home and we don't even go to the park. Yeah. Or, or like we'll go, go to the pool or yeah. just do something a little more calming. Yep. And sometimes we, I mean, there have been a handful of times that we've gone to the parks, we've walked in and we've basically had to leave pretty quickly because, you know, you just have a moment and some moments I force you to work through, but I feel like I do a fairly good job mitigating and acknowledging when is it the time to push you and when is just time to go home. Because like, if there's a time to push me, I'll work through it. Like I'll tell myself. Yeah. You're at Disney. Yeah. Don't do this. Like, yeah. go have fun. Go experience things. Because mm-hmm. there's new things sometimes I haven't seen. I've probably seen them when I was little, but yeah. not when I'm at this age where I can remember things. Mm-hmm. And just seeing things that I haven't seen in a while just makes me feel so happy. Because, yeah. like, I know my dad can come with us a lot. So mm-hmm. the time we can... I don't want to ruin that day. Mm-hmm. So I try so hard to make it extra special for him, mm-hmm. but also for me. Because mm-hmm. I want to make it special for him because he doesn't go a lot, but I also want to make it special for me because I get to hang out with him. Yeah. No, I know. And like, like you said, it's a lot of work. And it's about just like sharing experiences with other people to hear them so that they can hopefully you know, understand that while they're not dealing with something that other people around them might be. Um, you have shared some really good insight and I would love once we're done recording this run Disney episode, I would actually really, really, really love to have an episode. Um, if you're comfortable with it, I'll let you think about it to have an episode that discusses, um, your history what you deal with having PTSD, what you deal with, um, you know, looking normal on the outside. And I hate saying that, but then the easiest way to explain it to people. Yeah, like no, looking normal on the inside, but feeling strange on the inside. Like, yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah. I look like I'm happy and ready to do things, but on the inside, I just feel like I'm going to melt and I'm just yep. just going to stay a puddle of water. That people can just step on me. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be really important. And I have, you know, my friend, my friend Stephanie, who focuses on, you know, neurodivergent families and autism travel, especially and particularly. I feel like this is something, too, that people could benefit from hearing your firsthand experiences on using the DAS Pass on the tools that we've discovered when we're going to the parks, really, truly what some big triggers for you are, what Mm -hmm. things aren't. 
um, your suggestions, your tips, your tricks on, you know, how you enjoy the parks and when your recommendations. But I also think yeah. that the biggest thing that people need to realize and that you and I realize is that just because one day you enjoy it doesn't mean that the next day that you will. Yeah. It's all about being flexible and kind of more slow rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to give that some thought, but let's move on to talking more about Run Disney in specific. Um, I love these conversations with you because it just mm. brings out so much light in you and, and warmth in my heart to have these conversations. And now you've just given me so many awesome ideas mm. for more episodes. Um, but I'm we an did go on. Episode creator. You are an episode creator. But we did go on a mini tangent. So I want to get back to like race etiquette. And Amia did mention a few things, too, in her conversation about people walking in front of you, people stopping in front of you, people getting in the way of pictures because they're trying to hurry up to get to that photographer. I understand. It's kind of a dog-eats-dog world. But the one picture that really I just don't understand, and I, I would love for somebody who experiences it to tell me why this is necessary, the jump shots at the finish line where people will jump up in the air and throw their arms and legs up to get a picture, like an action shot. I just, my biggest thing is, is like all I can think of is how dangerous that is, not only for you, but for the people around you. And people will argue, oh, well, I do it when no one's around me. Well, again, people you can be fast at the finish yeah. line. You can't, you don't have eyes in the back yeah, of your you head. You probably can't see them because one time that's actually happened to us. Yes. And they've like stopped. Like, when they were jumping, I was literally, like, I popped into the picture. I'm like, <laughs> they, like, why did you do that? It was weird. And they blocked your photo. And, and they blocked our photo, and that was technically our photo. Yes. And it was really hard. And also, like, when they jump down, they stop. Correct. And it's really hard to run You just don't them. expect people to do it. And I get it's a thing, but again, this is really only a thing that I've seen at Disney. Most yeah. of the races that we participate in and do not allow this. And yeah. I would be pretty upset, actually, if people did do this. Um, do not get me wrong. I think the photos are really cool. I like the photos. I, I mean, like, I pose. Like, I do this. Like, I'm super happy. I put my arms up. I yep. smile. But I don't jump. Well, Right. We're trying to be safe here, and I think that's a big thing that we're talking about right now is safety. I'm saying, Amia, that I love, like how the jump shot photos look. Like, I get the appeal of wanting to do them. People even, like, practice for them, too. She's, like, rolling her eyes and shaking her head. I agree, though. That I don't think this is the place to do it. I really not- do wish Disney would try to cut down on that a little bit more. Um, I've seen forums. I'm in the minority. I know it. I'm in the very big minority of not wanting people to do jump shots. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyways, it is what it is. Um, So let's let's keep talking about stopping. So when you are on the race course, if you need to stop for any reason, similar to when you're at the parks, except maybe raising your hand to alert people you're stopping might be a little bit bizarre at the parks. When you are running a race, the typical etiquette is, is you put your hand up in the air, doesn't matter what hand, but that signifies to people that you are going to be slowing down or stopping. Now, the thing is, is you still need to get over to the right-hand side to do either of those things, if you are going to be slowing down immensely or stopping. Obviously, emergencies happen. I have seen somebody, like, um, 
I can't remember why, but it made sense why they couldn't just get over to the right comfortably and slowly. But this is something that to me, again, I'm so surprised that it, I've even dug, I, I see race, no race etiquette outlines anywhere on Run Disney. But again, many of times we've had people just like stop in front of us to the point that that could severely mess up my knee, anybody's knee. If you're, if you're running behind us. somebody, you could yep tripped or just even that fast stopping motion. Even for you being the person that's stopping, that is not good for your shins or for your knees. It's not good for technically you. Correct. And like there's this one time where someone stopped and like I get it. They like looked down at their foot. Like I get something was wrong. So I ran around them. Mm-hmm. And like I looked back at them and they look like their foot like they twisted their fur or something. I, I feel like that's the same instance we're talking about, yeah. And it's like, and I was like, oh. And I thought in my head, like, oh, that's okay. That's like a, I understand if you stop there. But if you're stopping just to take a break. Take a picture, fix your hair. Yes, please step to the side. Yes, please step to the side if you're going to do that. Like, fix your outfit or something. Yes. And if you, like, need to set something down or put in your backpack, if you have one. Yes. Just stop on the right side. Yes, please. Please, please, please. It is way too tight of a space there that that's the, that's going to make everybody's days a lot better. So yeah. earlier before, you were also talking about the corrals and lining up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – a few things I wanted to touch point on. Arrive when they say – if they say they're to get, to get there at 3 a.m., get there at 3 a.m., trust me, because I it's, last it's year – It's a lifesaver. Well, you get a better spot. You get to do things. You potentially get to meet characters. But last, uh, when we ran the wine and dine this last year, mm-hmm. I was reading so many forums of people who could not get into the race because they had started ro- blocking the roads off. You don't want to be that person that gets stuck. That's because they waited too long. They didn't. Oh, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, they didn't get there in time. Um, but the 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 reason why people do this is because you hurry up to wait. So we waited in our corral each time about a little over an hour, I would yeah. say, for the race to start. Mm-hmm. So I understand why people wait as long as they can because they don't want to hurry up to wait in line. Yeah. But it's necessary, and that's just how the race works. Mm-hmm. So when I was little, there was like this little grown-up kid race where um, – I don't know if you remember, it was in Wisconsin, but I ran the race with Grandma because you guys just did, like, a big 10K or something. Yeah. While I waited with someone. That was the Madison Marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, while I waited with someone, and um, after that, there was, like, this little kid race where you could, like, earn medals at the end. There was, like, this little photo thing at the end, and um, I saw so many adults with their kids going to the finish line. And making it all about the adults, not about the kids. And oh. it was s- specifically a kid's Kid race, race. I know. where you could have an adult with you to help you run. I had my grandma holding my hand, helping me run. Yeah, I get how that can be frustrating. Um, what does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? It's because it was a race and like, you know, when people will stop to make photos. Oh, okay. So you were saying that like them jumping in and trying to do that took away from your experience because yeah. you didn't want to do it with the other adults. You wanted to do it with other kids. I'm picking up what you're putting down now. 
yeah, it's it's just all about just like reading the room, especially if you're running a 5K. Expect little kids to be running. This is going to be the probably the only race that they can do. Yeah. Encourage them, support them. Don't, you know, obviously, again, if you are running with kids, please, especially if you're not actually running, get to that right side. Let's move on to some of the fun stuff, shall we? Yes. So we're going to jump a little out of order. We're kind of going backwards. We're talking about race day etiquette first. Let's talk about the expo experience. Um, and the reason I'm going out of order is I don't have a Mia for much longer. Her attention span for sitting for an hour to record is is limited. So It's like halfway. She said she'll do one more segment with me and let's talk about the, the Run Disney Expo. Yes. I'm going to let you take this part away and I'll supplement where I need to. Thank you. So this is probably my favorite part about the race. Yes. I love going in, looking at all the sponsors for it. I love getting the, like, tiara headbands. It's really cool. I was so lucky. People were so nice to me when we were down at the expo. There was this one shop that was about to close that had squishy pens that I really wanted, but they were closing, and I asked them, like, Hi, how much are your pens? Like, can I get one? And I got some for free. Mm. I got each and every kind for free. And I really thought that was nice of them. Because they were, like, closing and they didn't have much left. So they just gave me some for free. And I just thought that was really nice of them. Because I used them a lot. You did. And what else do you like about the expo? I just like it there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really cool to see, and all the my favorite part. You all know me. Shops, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> those are just really cool. Like the way they were set up, it was just cool to see, and all the like there were some art things there, which was really cool, and I really like them. There is in the backdrops to take pictures at. Did you like yeah. doing that? I did. And, like, they set out medals for, like, all the old races. Mm-hmm. Or upcoming ones, Or, too. like, upcoming ones that were really, really pretty. And I would look at them, and I'd just see what date they were. And, like, looking at that date and seeing the medals, like, wow. That shows you how long this race has been going on. I know, right? It's, like, crazy. Did you try any of the snacks or anything? Like, did we ever grab yeah. any of the complimentary snacks? Do you remember what we've tried or, I th- like, what? There, I think there were pretzels that we tried. Okay. I think there are some pretzels and, like, uh, some drinks. Yep. I can't remember at the princess race that we went to. Yeah. But I know at the wine and dine, we were able to have cocktails. Mm-hmm. Inside. Like, they had a pop-up bar. And I don't remember there being a pop-up bar when you and I were there for the the princess. I think when you were walking there, I think they were all there. Yes, on the they outside. They were on the inside. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I don't think you could take them inside. Couldn't take them in or out, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so that was yep. kind of sad. Yep. So during the wine and dine, and maybe this is just the difference, is maybe wine and dine had it. Probably because it's like wine drinks and, yeah. and stuff that they probably just had it inside. And also yeah. it was really hot, so people maybe. didn't want to wait outside. Maybe. 
who knows that but that's something i'll pay more attention to in the future yeah um what did you think about the packet pickup and the t-shirt pickup was that stressful do you remember it at all very stressful very stressful how come crowds (laughs) sure again really hard Mm -hmm. um getting your numbers Mm -hmm. was the hardest Mm -hmm. i remember waiting there so for the wine and dine i think i went in to go get them yes you have to because you have to be there to pick it up yourself that's the other thing is you have to have yeah especially if you're an adult you have to have your id people cannot pick it up for you yeah so i was there Mm -hmm. like when um you and dad were in line i was like looking around like i was just in the middle area where there wasn't a line like there was yep line marks but i was just looking at it and i'm like Wow, that's crazy. And this plate, this place yeah. is huge. I know, and it's packed. And it's, it, it was just really pretty. Yeah. To be honest, like, I just liked it. Yeah. Like, on the outside, there was a cute princess photo, mm. which I really liked. Um, But I would say that one's fun and stressful. Okay. What about t-shirts? Have So we've gotten the princess t-shirt and Coco. And Coco. What do you think about them? Do you think the sizing is pretty spot on for kids sizing? So I think the sizing, I like oversized tees. Mm-hmm. Like if your kids don't like oversized tees, you can just tie it. But for me, I like them. They're, they're just like a little, if you're wearing like pants that you run in, they're just a little lower yep. like than your waist. They're just a little lower. Mm-hmm. And like, I just like them. Like, I wear them a lot, but... And we've worn them running. Yeah, like, I, if we were exercising, yep. we'd wear them. Um. So what Amia's saying is, is yes, they're true to size. They're just, like, a little longer and looser around the waist area. Which I like. I, I don't like my shirts, like, tight to where I can't breathe. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same as well with that. Um. So we already talked about event pickup, bringing your ID with you. You absolutely have to have that. Stop, take pictures, check out the vendors. Yeah. Be prepared to spend a little money because Amia found the cutest headband crowns. I still have it. I still have it. We do still have it. Um, it, it Honestly, I think they were pretty affordable. I think it was like $12 They or were something. very affordable and they had really cute ones. They had ones with flowers. They had princess themed ones. If yeah. we go back, I want to oh, get yeah. some more. I know. <laughs> Running tiaras are so cool. Whoever thought to invent those, they nailed it. They spot on, it's just spot on. Like mm. they're so pretty. They add glitter. Yes, but I couldn't even feel it. I wasn't sensitive to it. That's good to know. It's really cute because, like, it is a tiara. It looks like an actual tiara on your head, but yep. it's a headband, which makes it really easy. Like you don't have to like stick it in your hair. It's basically just a headband, and the crown stays up pretty well, right? Yeah, it like perks up. Um, Amia does have some sensory issues as well. I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think all of us have our own little icks about certain fabrics and stuff, but. I do. Um, yes, the vendors are great. They also have, I think they'll do one complimentary body area for KT tape. I love getting my knees done. Um, anything else that you want to add about the expo, Miss Amia, before you sign off from today's episode? trying to think i don't remember much of it that's okay i remember actually going in 
the people there, like, giving us this stuff were really nice. Yeah. That's what I... Did you know most of them are volunteers? Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Yeah, most of them are volunteers. That's why they seem so nice, because (sighs) they didn't work at Disney. They're just volunteers. (laughs) I think there's something special about volunteers, right? Yeah, like volunteers they just act nice. Truly want to be there, not yeah. you know. Um, that being said, though, there is uh, one more thing that I want to share about bib pickup and the expo. So they do have what's called an emergency pickup the day of the event. We did have to do this one year with Nick because he was not able to get off work in time to get to pick up his bib. Honestly, um, so we did it at the race, and it was. It was very stress-free. Just, again, you need to get there earlier. So if they tell you to get there at 3 a.m., get there at 2.30 so that you can – I'm sorry. If they tell you to be there by 3 a.m. I really don't know these times, by the way. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just using this as an example. Like example. It is so early, though. It is basically like you might as well not sleep the night before. The bus drive is really long. It's rough. So <laughs> I, we once had to wake up at 1.30. Yes. To – Get do the ready. bus try, and then we got there at like two. Yeah, which was really a struggle because I had to do my hair. We did on a little bit bus, of makeup. Yeah, like makeup and. Could you imagine so all those people who actually get like decked out? How long they have to take to get ready? But the emergency pickup is super accessible. Obviously, I don't encourage people to do it just because, because obviously, like that would make the line longer for people who actually really need to utilize the emergency pickup. Yeah. Um. But it worked great. I I do think that out of everything that Disney has done, that's a pretty awesome pickup option that they have, too. And remember, emergency pickup. Not if you want to do it. It's just got to be an emergency. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Well, thank you so much, Amia, for sharing a little bit about your experience. I'm really excited. I'm going to continue and share. Basically, we're going backwards. We started at race day. We went to expo. And now I'm just moving backwards to the other stuff, like (laughs) preparing for the race, what to wear, what to eat, how to train, registration, that sort of thing. All of the stuff that you just leave to me and that you just trust that I have the best insight to that, right? Basically, I just let you do your thing when it comes to that when we're doing races. I just back off and do my own thing. Yep. Because I know you get really focused on that. Really into it, making sure we're set up for success. I mean, being a former runner and and track teacher and track coach, yes, I coached high school track at the same high school that I ran with. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a really great team. I was on the 4x4. Didn't your dad coach it when you were running? He did coach too, yeah. That's why he is such a good runner. Oh, he also used to run there, too. He's very good at no, running. He is very good. Very like, talented. even in sandals, I he know. can just go. You know what's so funny is he has a really bad back, and when you said that, I just remember pictures of him running in his sandals, how goofy he looks, but he still can book it. He can still just run. There was this yes. one time where the ice cream shop was closing, and we wanted to go get ice cream, and he just he ran. And I'm like, don't. I can't run fast. That's good. It's it, it worked he out, went did it? So fast. That's awesome. Those are good memories to have. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Miss Amia Rose. You're welcome. I love you. I love you more. I love you most. You win. Uh, <laughs> I know we could go on forever. We usually do sometimes. But we do in text. Uh, we just keep going. Yes. We just keep going. The text messages can get a little too gushy. 
but I appreciate your time. Thank you for jumping on last minute. I know this was super unplanned, but yeah. I also am so thankful because you gave me so many ideas for future episodes. If you're willing, we'll chat later. I am willing. Pen- oh, we'll love it. Pencil me into your schedule then, my dear. All right. I will bribe you with a treat if I need to. Yes. I'm kidding. I don't need to bribe you with anything because you're just such a good helper, right? I mean, sometimes you gotta, <laughs> like with a Barbie car, you gotta. Ah, uh, yes. Amia's into Barbies right now. I think the Barbie movie coming out, too, didn't didn't help our case, but we're having fun with Barbies lately. I need a Barbie car yes. to complete my house. Did you know, side note, that Barbie celebrated her birthday at Disney and Epcot once? I'll have to show you some like videos. Like the actor Barbie? No. No. Sh- no. Um, I'll have to show you a video. There's like a 30-minute YouTube video. I have not watched it yet, so we can watch it and experience it for the first time together and see what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, you're going to watch the movie without me. I am. I like to watch movies before you so that I can make sure that they're appropriate. You can take Barbie with you. Oh, thank you. I'm allowed to take your Barbie with me? Not my favorite one. Not Gwen, but you can can take Barbie Emma. Barbie Emma is her name. I love it. It's Barbie Emma Corey, so. Thanks, Mimi. I love you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Let's move on. Oh, yes. Do you want to give a little... Go ahead. Do you want to give a little sign-off? What are you going to say? Here signing off of Melissa and the Magic's podcast is Amia. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> I love it. Well, and not she tomorrow, will, but a different day. She will see you tomorrow because you're always on my Instagram feed, so jump right. over to Instagram I if they want to see you. tomorrow. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to talk about clothing and food and preparation and all of the stuff that makes the experience great. When it comes to preparing for a race and training, there are kind of three things that are all encompassed. It's the actual training itself, your diet or the food that you eat, how much water you drink, as well as your clothing. So I'm going to start with the fun one first, clothing, fun for me at least. I always, always, always will go to Goodwill to get what are called throwaways. Now, this is something that you'll wear just to keep warm with or that um, you'll essentially just use until you get warmed up enough, especially when you're standing in that corral, you guys, your body cools down really quick, even if it's a warm day outside. So what you do is, um, like I mentioned previously in the episode, you'll throw your hand up in the air and you'll move to the right and then you will take off your throwaways. Obviously, the breakaway pants or... um, any type of loose or sweatpants to be able to slide off over your shoe, super key. And then um, a zip-up hoodie is going to be the most beneficial. And what you do is you'll just toss it to the side of the um, racetrack, track, race road. And most of the time what they'll do is they'll just donate it back to an organization that needs it. Um, then when it comes to like race day and everything else, so – headphones at run Disney races, just, I, I don't recommend them. I actually honestly never run without them. And this is the only time that I, A, am happy that I didn't and B, it, it's honestly, I wouldn't say it's even safe to run with headphones. Like it gets so congested. And like I said, people and their etiquette, it's some of the stuff I've seen. I'm just actually very thankful that I'm fully aware of my surroundings. You always want your bib on front because when you take pictures, they will not be able to link them to you unless your bib number is fully showing. Now, we did have an issue once where Amia and I were trying to take a fun picture 
and my bib was showing and hers wasn't and they were kind of rude to us and they kind of threw a fit and I just explained to them I was like I don't care if her bib shows or not mine will show up it'll link to me and if it doesn't it doesn't no big deal um they just weren't understanding that concept I guess so we didn't get to do the pose we originally wanted to do because they just like were so adamant that that was not acceptable that they needed to see both of our bib numbers if you know why let me know but from my understanding it's just for photo linking and I mean, I guess some people get upset if they don't get their photos, but it is what it is. We were prepared for that to be the case. Um, So they do give you safety pins to pin your bib onto your shirt. We do use those, but I also have the pin magnets that I actually got from Etsy. They're meant for um, actually like ribbons for show horses when they put them on. And then I got really fun like rhinestone gem ones. You can also get the ones that like clip. They do sell those as well at the expo. They're phenomenal. They don't put holes in your shirt. It's really easy to move them around. And the last thing you want to do, because everyone waits to do it till the day of the race, is to be pricking yourself and your finger at 2 a.m. because you're so tired and you can't see and it's dark out and everything else. So I highly recommend those. I will also create a Run Disney Amazon um, storefront list for all of the items that I recommend for preparing for your race, things that are comfortable. If you have like skin sensitivities, I overheat very, very, very easily. I cannot run in pants or leggings. When I see people doing it, I I do not know how they do it. Um, I understand swelling is a thing. I swell. It can hurt. But for a 5 and a 10K, if you're swelling that much, then I understand some people have medical things, but like drink please drink more water. Um, I really don't see the need for anything compression under a 10K. Um, So getting into like your diet and water, drinking mineral water is very important. I would even take some salt, some of the the gray salt and do that. That'll super help you with hydration. Things that I would avoid, those liquid IVs, they are counterproductive. Do your research if you don't agree with me (laughs) or if you don't believe me. Um, Definitely try to eat something before the race, the day of, because you will probably cramp if you don't have something in your stomach, even if it's like a handful of nuts, just something to help you. Um, I see a lot of people running a 5K with like the gel packs and stuff. Those really are not necessary. I think that maybe if you're not running, if you're running on an empty stomach, maybe it could help you. But honestly, to me, that just sounds like stomach issues waiting to happen. I would advise against using gel packs for a 5K, honestly, even a 10K probably, but I also am a seasoned runner, so um, I found what works for me, and some people might disagree and say, no, gel packs, absolutely use those for a 10K. Let's talk about training. I live and swear by the Couch to 5K app. It is amazing. Do not deter from it. Just follow through with it. It's so simple. It's so easy. It mixes in a lot of speed walking, walking. It makes it fun. It has a good rhythm. Just stop there. You don't need to do any more research on a training program. It's phenomenal. When it comes to training for the race, you want to find what's comfortable for you because if you're comfortable when you're training, you'll be comfortable racing. Um, You'd be surprised how many people go and buy a new outfit and they don't ever run in it, and they're very uncomfortable running in it. Um, I understand people dress up for this. It's going to be hard to run in your costume to practice, but just something to consider. Um, I think for me it's more of a big deal because I just have such 
skin sensitivities with certain things too. Speaking of what's comfortable, a lot of people are running in some shoes that just shock me. Your knees and your shins will thank you. Go to Fleet Feet, get fitted. Most of the time people find out they're wearing the wrong size. 100%. 100% of my runners, of of the girls that I coached that got the Nike Zooms, have said one of two things. I cannot believe it has taken me this long to get these. And holy crap, I'm amazed. I will never wear any other shoe. I mean, it, the feedback that I get is pretty consistent. Now, they are going to be a pretty big investment, but if there's a few things that I never encourage people to skimp on, it's stuff that touches your skin, being comfortable, clean, safe, and your shoes too. Like It's really important to have that good support. The last thing on your training, create a fun playlist. I used to use a Run Disney playlist. I wore that out, so I made a new one. Um, I think this is a really good way to just get you hyped up, especially on the days that you don't want to run. Now, the last thing that I'll share about is registration. A lot of people have a hard time with registration. You can join Club Run Disney. I honestly would recommend it if you are dead set on running any of the Run Disney races. I tried to log in for the Run Disney Princess registration, and I was not able to get in. This is honestly the first time that's happened to me in the last three times that I've tried. Um, I was bummed. I really wanted to do this 5K with Amia again, and it is what it is. But I highly recommend signing up for Run Disney, Club Run Disney, if that's in your budget, because it will make things a lot less stressful as well. Um, but if you are planning on registration, registrating, registrating, registering, you, you should make your account beforehand because you're going to need to input information. Have your payment ready. If you're using a gift card, you cannot use multiple gift cards. So if your total is $500, then you need to have, or I'm sorry, if your total is $505, you need to have 510 on that gift card. There is a very easy way to figure out what your total will be if you plan to use a gift card Um, people will use gift cards essentially because you can get that 5% back at like Target or Sam's Club or whatever. So you are saving a big chunk of money by using a gift card, but that's also assuming that you're going to get in. Um, So there is that downfall of potentially investing money into a gift card and not being able to use it because you haven't been able to register. Now for someone like me, not a big deal because I plan on using that in the parks anyways. Um, Don't quote me on this, but I do also feel like if you're using a gift card, you can't use another form of payment. So like, let's say I had a $200 gift card, but my balance was $300. I'm 90% certain you cannot use a car credit card to pay off that balance. Like it has to be the same transaction, the same card or same payment type, if that makes sense. Um, two more things. I use Google Chrome. I log in five minutes before, you know, I don't really stress out too much about it. Um, and when it comes to actually registering, I personally do not register for the women's size shirt. I register for the men's and I get, um, I'm normally a women's small. Honestly, I'm a long torso, so I don't love the small fit that way, but I'm petite everywhere else. So the small is what fits me best. But honestly, I found the men's small is suits me way better and I don't love V-necks and the men's is a scoop neck or like the round neck. So I prefer that fit anyways. So that those are my recommendations for registration. I could totally go into full detail on the experience. And you know what? Someday maybe I will. But I know that Run Disney 
and this registration thing is a process. It can be stressful. But for me, I think, and obviously we started talking about it first and foremost, even though it's kind of an icky thing to talk about, sometimes the etiquette is very important. And I know that there are so many people out there who have questions, who are afraid to ask because they don't want to be made fun of. Because yes, it happens all the time when I look at these forums. I get made fun of all the time on TikTok or even messages through Instagram talking about my podcast. Every person has their own individual and unique needs. The biggest thing that I can tell you and that Mia talked about earlier is have patience and use your words. Communicate. Those are the two things that I can stress, cannot stress enough. Um, Other than that, I think that run Disney races are wonderful. I do think they're a little pricey. You do have to buy Memory Maker if you plan on getting any of your race photos. This is honestly the first race, and I do a lot of them around the country, this is the first race that I participated in where the race photos are not included with your registration. So just be mindful of that. I do have a lot of friends, including myself, who are more than happy to add you on to our pass and then download those photos and send them to you. Um, Usually what I'll do is I'll charge like $10 a person. um, And not only does that reimburse me for my time, it also saves you 50 to $80 depending on. And sometimes if I have people that are going to do it for like a week or two or like they're on vacation, I will charge them $25 and I'll just download photos and send them their way. So keep that in mind. Make friends with annual pass holders who have the Memory Maker Photo Pass linked to their account. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know I rambled off a lot of information in that last bit, and I hope that you at least learned something or have a question about something that I can help you with. As always, feel free to DM me or email me, and if you have anything you'd like me to cover as a topic, feel free to give me input as well. Also, if you have not yet, please, please, please jump on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, where I host my podcast, and leave me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. If you don't think you're going to leave a five-star review, please message me first so I can rectify anything. Um, Those five-star reviews really do help us get to where we need to be for monetization as well as just like this overall search. Thank you so much and have a magical Monday. And just as a side note, Amia wanted me to hop back on here quick and ask you to jump over to her Instagram, which is Amia on Main Street. You spell her name A-M-I-A. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And thank you all again so much for supporting both of us.